0: Live from wherever you happen to be, it's the SNL Hall of Fame Podcast. And now, here's your host, curator of the hall, Jamie Dew.
1: You know, when I was younger, I would go to my boss's house uh i worked in a little restaurant and i would go to my boss's house and we would light a big bonfire in the backyard and the bonfire would be so big that the tree above it would start releasing its maple keys uh because the maple keys couldn't hold on any longer and you would look up and there would just be you know smoke and these maple keys just falling in droves Uh, And I think of that every time I think of those, every time I hear those bells, I think of, you know, the twinkling sound representing those maple keys falling. And uh, it's just lovely. It's just lovely. And I want to welcome you to Storytime with Jamie Dew. (laughs) Um, Welcome to the SNL Hall of Fame. It's my pleasure to invite you in. But before I do, I would ask that you wipe your feet to... You know, prevent prevent soiling of this very sacred area here in the main rotunda of the SNL Hall of Fame. If you look over there, you can see where the uh, displays will be. You can um, you know look to your right, and you'll see where the plaques will be. It's it's all going to be just just wonderful. So there's that. We are here yet again. This is uh, week number 18, so that means we have 18 nominees on the ballot after this episode. That means there's only 12 left. There'll be 30 names on the ballot in total when the time comes to vote on April 25th. Uh, I got to tell you, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And One of the things we are going to do is we're going to do a couple episodes in early May where we invite some... Um, notable SNL uh, media to cast their ballots and see what they come up with. Uh, I'm really excited about doing that. So um, there's that. I'm also really excited about today's show. Today's show, we're going to be talking about the very versatile and wonderful Maya Rudolph. I am joined by I am um, uh, joined by senior entertainment editor at Consequence, Liz Shannon Miller. Uh, This is her second time joining us. Earlier she nominated Lily Tomlin in the host category, and now she is going to take care of adding Maya Rudolph to the cast category. So some really strong candidates just from Liz Shannon Miller. (laughs) You know, Uh, not to mention all the other great guests we've had on, delivering their um, their nominees and building a case for, you know, their candidates. So there's that. Uh, I, I got to tell you that um, Maya Rudolph was one of those actors who at the time I appreciated, but I didn't love. And she... she there's a whole era of SNLers that really had to like grow on me. And she was one that had to grow on me. But once she grew on me and once I got it, it was like, oh yeah, this is a, this is a really, really talented actor and comedian and um, seems to be very well liked. Seems to be a friend of the show. I mean, you know, you've got the Kamala Harris uh, reoccurring bit. From, from last year, we haven't seen her this year, but that doesn't mean that, you know, they don't have it, uh, behind glass ready for emergency if they need to. Uh, anyway, that's, that's my take on Ms. Rudolph. Um, let's hear from senior entertainment writer at Consequence, Liz Shannon Miller, and see what she has to say about Maya Rudolph and the SNL Hall of Fame. I am with Liz Shannon Miller, and we are talking about Saturday Night Live. In particular, we are talking about a cast member who is part of, I guess, like a triumvirate uh, of really strong female cast members in an era of really strong female cast members I'm talking in this case about Maya Rudolph and the other two members that I was talking about were Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, in case you're wondering. Um, Liz, talk to me a little bit about Maya Rudolph and why she belongs in the SNL Hall of Fame.
2: Well, and I, I wish I had the quote directly in front of me, but I've read Bossy Pants and a lot, the the Tina Fey's uh, memoir about, you know, her life, especially working at SNL a number of times and I the thing that always really stands out to me is the way she writes about Maya Rudolph and just the way in which Maya Rudolph is was able to transform herself into all these different characters across her run and not just, you know, incredible impressions, but also just incredible original characters. And it's something that's definitely stood out to me over the years. Uh, and it's something even in her work after uh, leaving SNL really is a, a force is the fact that she is the epitome of a perfect sketch comedian. Uh, she can do Pretty much everything. It's very annoying. In fact, how good she is, at just doing everything. <laughs> and I think what's also what also speaks to her as a great, a, a, a truly great comedian is the fact that she makes everyone around her better. And it's I think very telling that a lot of her, a lot of her, you know, best sketches tend to be sketches she uh in which she's partnered with somebody else and. It's just like the, that that team up, whether it be with Fred Armisen or Amy Poehler, uh, it, it just, you know, she just takes her scene partner's energy and she builds upon it and she brings her own element to it. And it's always something it's always something unexpected, delightful. She's so good with Kristen Wiig. She was it just uh, one of the few bright points of the recent Golden Globes was her. And Keenan doing a little bit, uh, as, a you know, as a fake, uh, best song nominee couple, uh, it was, yeah, she's, I mean, I, I feel like you can't say enough amazing things about my Rudolph, uh, and, you know, it's just always a pleasure to see her.
1: Well, she's got quite, she, she had quite a career on the show. She started in season 25, uh, as a featured player. In fact, she started, um. Her first episode was the 18th episode of season five, uh, season 25, rather. So she took a little while to uh, become, you know, uh, to to show up on the screen. And that was with the John Goodman Neil Young episode. Uh, she became a repertory player in season 27 and stayed on board until season 33, episode four. That was an episode with Brian Williams and Feist. And then she's come back to host. She was a, a consummate performer on the show, and she was always a joy to watch. Are there any sketches or or performances in particular that stand out for you when you think of her time on SNL?
2: I mean, I, her, her Donatella Versace is like... So you great. Know, yeah, so great. And also a great, you know, one of those things where... It was, it was an, an impression of somebody who a lot of people may not have known, you know, as well as they might have. Like you know, you know, Donatella Versace was, of course, you know, a, a kind of a kind of like one of those niche personalities that, you know, if you weren't a huge you know fan of fashion, you might that it might have gone over your head, but you still understood why she was funny, and that really played well. And she did tons of other impressions. Uh, it's. You know, I think we all side beyond breathing a sigh of relief on uh, election night for other reasons. Uh, it was <laughs> I mean, not to not to not to assume anything about your politics, but I personally was like beyond the fact that uh, beyond the fact that she got that that we were no longer doing dealing with that situation, uh, having having knowing that Maya Rudolph had some work lined up for her in the future was also the light. Uh, and you know, she, she's just, she is a really good Kamala Harris and she's probably one of the very, very few people who could actually play that, you know, do that impersonation so well. Um, and, uh, you know, beyond impressions, I, oh God, I'm blanking on the name of the, uh, the name of the sketches, but the, uh, toffee, uh, coffee top girls, um, uh, Bronx,
1: is that Bronx? Bronx? Beach?
2: Beach, Bronx Beach, yes. Beach, yes, uh, yes. Here. Yes. Uh, jody on bronx beat bronx beat is one i genuinely love like that, that it, it, again another example of her pairing beautifully with with another performer uh in that case uh you know uh, amy poehler uh and so yeah i you know she's hosting uh at the end of march as we record this and i'm very excited to see what she does because i'm 100 sure it'll be lovely
1: oh it's gonna be so fun you know I mentioned recently I was on SNL stats podcast and I mentioned recently that, um, I, you know, I wasn't necessarily excited for her to return to hosting because we've seen so much of her. And I, I feel as though that was, you know, taken in, in a, in a sense that, you know, I'm not a fan, but I am a fan. I I think she's great. I just think we've seen so much of her. It's literally tough to be excited about somebody that we saw just, you know, three months ago. But I think that, you know, given the hosting role, I think we're going to see her do, you know, bust out a few characters outside of Kamala. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe, you know, a reiteration of Bronx beat uh, when she comes back, she tends to bring back, uh, her friends, (laughs) you know, like other people tend to just happen to be in New York and show up on her show. So that should be pretty exciting. She's, she's a draw. I mean, she is, there's something about her on screen that you are drawn to and, and she is a draw as well. She's really quite fascinating.
2: Yeah. In terms of that, like there are You know, this is an industry where, you know, everyone, everyone on the surface, everyone publicly says, oh, we're all best, you know, we're all best friends and everyone likes each other and so forth and so on. And, uh, but you can always, you you can usually tell, like, there are some people who are genuinely well-liked by everyone because everyone continues to ask them to work together, continues to want to work with them, Uh, you know, You know, it's not, if, if, if Maya Rudolph wasn't a incredibly talented and be also a pretty nice person, I highly doubt that she would be brought in for cameos on things like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt.
1: Right. Yeah, she does. She does tend to show up on, on a lot of, uh, I think of her, her time on, um, Brooklyn nine, nine. Oh yeah. She did a little run on that. Um. Yeah, she does pop up in things, doesn't she?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I I confess I have her Wikipedia page up in front of me now. She was so delightful in the Good Place uh, as oh, as right. Judge Jen. Oh my gosh, she's uh, such a
1: pivotal part. And
2: that. she she she's done. I mean, she's this isn't this, the the oh no the the SNL connection is there because of John Mulaney, Uh But you uh, know her work on Big Mouth is emmy nominated for a darn good reason. Right. Yeah, I mean she's got and inc- she's she hasn't like committed to a series regular role in a while. Uh but she has done all of these incredible one-off appearances that really speak to her versatility as a performer and also just how much, you know, she how much people like her and how much she deserves that attention.
1: Right. Yeah, uh, there's no doubt about that fact. And um very well deserved but i want to go back to her snl career i want to go back to specifically her snl career and in fact i i I want to i just want to clear something up about her her departure because if there's something about her leaving that's a little bit strange i would say i want to say was 2007 was that the writer's strike was
2: 2008 was the writer's strike right um, the
1: beginning the first quarter of 2008 right
2: no uh i do not be- i believe it actually let me think no i believe i believe that the writer strike started at the end of 2008 and then stretched in the first quarter of 2009 i'm gonna double check oh, okay. that I've gotta, though. I've gotta, you're wrong no uh, i, I, I want to double check that though because uh you know you're i i am wrong i apologize it was 2007 to 2008
1: so she bowed out right before the writer strike then. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if her timing had something to do with that because she left at a weird time. She left, like I say, November 3rd, 2007, and then the show didn't air again until I want to say May of that year. May of 2008, it came back and did a couple episodes and and she wasn't there anymore. Um, but, but in that time that she was there, she really did get to work with, you know, a, a great number of cast members. She, you know, worked with, um, she was at the tail end of like the Chris Catan and, and Anna Gasteyer and, um, you know, that, that era cast. And then, She moved into the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Andy Samberg, you know, that era cast. So she really got to work with a great number of people, Fred Armisen. um, Mm -hmm. And it was neat to see her work with all these different people. Do you have a favorite performer that she worked with?
2: Of? I mean, she got. you know, I think Fred Armisen is kind of the one she's known for having really worked with, uh, and you know, was good. I was. It's like you know, technically uh, Martin Short doesn't count, uh, but she of course did. A, she of course went on later to do uh, you know the Maya and Marty show, um, which was uh, which despite and I'm not a huge Martin Short fan for whatever reason. Uh, what? But I do <laughs> I, I know. I it's I don't understand it either. It's just something about him. But I don't, I don't, I don't feel like anyone is a bad person for liking Martin Short. I just, it, yeah, I don't know. That better that's not a, be
1: because he's Canadian.
2: <laughs> no, no, it is. It, 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 no, I like lots of Canadians. They're totally nice. Ca- I know. <laughs> um, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, anywho, point is, I, I, I honestly think like you know Amy Poehler, the the, the, the Amy Poehler pairings always have a, a, a fond place in my heart for sure.
1: I guess when you say Fred Armisen, I'm immediately thrust into The Prince Show, oh, yeah. her, Be- her Beyoncé to his mm-hmm. Prince, which was just hysterical stuff.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: See you, dear, beloved. What's up, y'all? You got spring fever? Well, let me take your temperature. Come on out, Beyoncé. happy to see everyone but wants to remind you to turn off all your cell phones. And if you have any hard candy, unwrap it now. (laughs) (laughs) It's The Prince Show with co-host, Beyoncé Knowles. Welcome to my show. My spidey senses are tingling. Please welcome from the new Spider-Man movie, Tobey (laughs) Maguire.
3: Is there mold in here? Because I totally have mold allergies. Prince
0: thinks there might be some mold growing up on these velvet curtains in here. We're having someone come out and look at it tomorrow. Now, Toby, I put this question to you. Have you ever spun a web so complex that you became entangled in the very web you wove?
3: Does anybody have any Benadryl or are these down pillows or is there a cat in here because it's definitely more than mold. I'm definitely dealing with a duo or a trio of allergens right now.
0: Toby, Prince wants to show you his Spider-Man impression.
3: (laughs) It's cool. It's cool. It's it's nice Spidey technique. You know, I did a lot of research watching all these Nature Channel spider specials and... hey, Hey, where'd Prince go?
0: Uh-huh. Press is deleting two months worth of text messages.
3: <laughs> Prince, Prince, I, I just want to say I love what you do, otherwise I wouldn't be here at three in the morning. But I gotta say it is really damp in here and it's making me uncomfortable.
0: Press wants you to go back there and sit in that giant cupcake. <laughs>
3: Okay, well, just to warn you, I can't have sugar or dairy, so it's got to be quick, but I'll do it. I'll do it.
0: Press wants you to stop whining, hop on that cupcake, and hold that cherry. <laughs> Some say that justice is blind. If it is, it hasn't seen my next guest. Please welcome Nancy Grace. <laughs>
3: I am so exhausted between Duke, Dawn, and Danny Lynn. But Prince, I grew up on your music. Back in the 80s, me and my girlfriends, especially Julie, We used to go to a little club called Mardi Gras and they had free shrimp if you got there before six. (laughs) Now I just wanna let y'all know that I used to jump around and sing that Sheena Easton song of yours, You Got the Look. You remember that song? You've got the look. You've got my book. Then you've gooby-dooby-dooby my book. I don't know the words.
0: Nancy Grace, all your singing has scared Prince. He has decided to hide.
3: Prince, Prince, oh, don't be scared. Oh, y'all, I scared Prince. Okay, Prince, come on out and talk to Nancy Grace, because I want to ask you a serious question. Do you think this is the last time we'll ever hear from Howard K. Stern?
0: Prince was going to answer your question through his guitar as petals fall from the sky.
3: Seriously, I I need a doctor. My hands are starting to swell. Can I get off this now? It's you can get off when we start
0: getting down, and we're getting down right now.
1: just you know him whispering in her ear and the way she spoke <laughs> it was oh so funny such funny stuff do you have a fa- uh not a favorite i i hate that i keep using the word favorite sorry um it's okay is there a memorable moment for you like sketch wise that that really stands out
2: i'm trying to think There, it, it, it i i'm there's one that comes to mind uh, where I just remember her really. I think I think it might have been in one of her Donatella bits, uh, just really preening in front of a fan. Or no, I'm thinking of that. Maybe 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 this is something she did both as Kamala and as Donatella. But I mean, her Beyonce, I think also maybe it was her Beyonce. I don't know. Anyways, put my Rudolph in front of a fan, and I'm very happy. That's, I think, going to be my answer to that question. Like she, she does. Uh, she works. She she works with bits like that. She works with like kind of that that suave confidence in a way that it feels. You know, it's honestly kind of inspiring. She's like, I I want to be cool like Maya Rudolph, and I will. Ne- I will never be cool like Maya Rudolph because it's Maya Rudolph. She's very cool. Um, but she is you know, cool, right? There's but it's aspirational. It's aspirational. Yeah. What? Every once in a while, like every once in a while, I like to think about like her and Paul Thomas Anderson sitting on the couch together, and what one did of they her like. About? Well, I I mean, I just want to know what he thinks of some of the like, you know, you know, household cleaner project uh, pro- uh, commercials she's done. Like, he are they, He's just like, yeah, good job, honey. Wait, you, <laughs> you, you really sold that that cleansing spray? And I mean, the thing is, of course, even you know, even when doing like something relatively, relatively Eve silly like a you know a a a cleaning product commercial she sells the hell out of it
1: what when you were when you were selecting her uh, as a nominee what sort of criteria do you look for in a cast member you know when you get into something as highfalutin as a hall of fame you know selection
2: well I was trying, I'm trying to figure out if I should play this like, well, as someone who does uh, selects people for the Hall of Fame all the time, all the time, like it's just something I do naturally, uh, which is not true at all. I, I've i never, in fact, uh, been asked to pick somebody to be part of a Hall of Fame of any sort. Uh, but that said, I mean, uh, when, when presented with the curated list of options, uh, you know, her name really stuck out to me. For, you know, all of the reasons we've already discussed, she's just a someone like when she makes a random, you know, award show appearance or when she hosts SNL or when she, when I'm watching an old SNL sketch uh, at random and she happens to be a part of the cast. It just she genuinely I, I genuinely feel like she whatever she, what her presence makes it better. And I think there's it's hard to it's hard to figure out a better quality for a Hall of Famer than that. Uh, and I also just, I mean, it's, it's also important to note she's a person of color and, you know, a woman of color, and that is not the easiest thing to be in the world of comedy, uh, even today. Uh, so, you know, I, I it's not, it, it's something that is a part of her work, but she is also just, you know, an incredible performer.
1: Yeah. It's, it's strange to say that somebody who, you know, came came into the spotlight in the nineties was a pioneer, but like, really I'm, I'm stretching my brain here for a minute. She, she's on a pretty short list, right?
2: And she just like, even beyond like her comedy work, she's such a talent. Like I, if you've, if, if anyone listening to this has never seen the short lived Amazon series uh, forever, I another another Fred Armisen uh, partnership, uh, but a very different thing than you might expect from uh, from from Fred Armisen and Maya Rudolph. It's a I've very never
1: heard, I've never even heard of it.
2: Oh, it was uh, it was a one season show. It kind of it. The problem with it is that I can't really ex- describe what it's about because to do so would kind of ruin the magic of it. Uh, I mean. It's, it's essentially like the first episode or two, like are predicated on some massive twists. And then from there, it's kind of a, just a really interesting show exploring life and love, uh, and the afterlife. And, uh, yeah, it's it's, but it's really worth checking. Out. It's an ex- it's a really strong dramatic performance from her on top of the co- comedic aspects of the show. It's much it's a much more serious project than you than you might have anticipated, and I highly recommend uh, I highly recommend checking it out if you're a Maya Rudolph fan. Uh, and it's on Amazon Prime still to this day, I believe, and. Uh, but it's, it's it, and, you know it's like she can do but she can do something she can be an incredible world class comedian she can do something like forever and just you know genuinely lean into the dramatic aspects of the, of, of this world and then uh, she can you know the front head, headline of Prince cover band like it's all like she's just she's just one of those people where you fi- you 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 really process how much talent she has and it becomes genuinely annoying. I say genuinely. I was
1: hoping you were going to say something like that. Yeah. Because it is frustrating when, when people hog all the talent.
2: Yes. I mean, I'm joking. I, the thing is she's done really wonderful things with her talent, so I don't mind it. Like go for it, girl.
1: Yeah. She's sharing it, right? Sharing it with with us. And that's what matters. Okay. Liz. So to, um, to summer, to, to sum it all up, if you had to put it in a nutshell, why Maya Rudolph belongs in the SNL Hall of Fame, what would you say?
2: I mean, it just kind of comes down to the fact that we've had a really nice time here talking about how great she is, and there just aren't any compelling arguments against including her in the Hall of Fame. She's just that good. Uh, And, you know, with her her legacy with the show, her continued involvement with the show, like, you know, I think... Yeah, you know, there there might be cast members who could be argued to are more hall of famey uh than Maya <laughs> Rudolph, but there's no there's no reason to keep her out. Like she's just that good.
1: Yeah, I tend to agree with you. Cool. Nice Everyone go vote that way. That's right. When voting opens, choose Maya Rudolph.
2: Vote Maya. <laughs>
1: So what do you think? That was Liz Shannon Miller talking about Maya Rudolph. Did she sway you? Are you swayed? Have you been swayed? That's what I want to know. Was there swaying going on? Uh, Because I think she did a hell of a job. And um, I know for me, it's going to be tough. You, you you, You only get 10 votes you get up to 10 votes. So, you know, you can choose zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or 10 votes to cast depending upon what you, what you think the parameters are for, you know, a, a hall of fame. Um, you know, you might be somebody who judges very uh, harshly and uh, you you want your hall of famers to be, you know, no doubt about it. Um, or maybe you're somebody who wants to spread spread the love and and use all 10 of your votes. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. It's going to be interesting. If you want more of Liz Shannon Miller, uh you can track her down she is on Twitter and you can track her down there at lizlet l i z l e t and that's pretty much all I've got for you this week. So join us again next week and every week on the SNL Hall of Fame. But for now, If you would, please turn out the lights, because the hall is closed.
0: Thanks for listening to the SNL Hall of Fame podcast. You can find everything you need to know about the show at SNLHOF.com. Don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. This is Doug dance saying, this is Doug dance saying, see you next month in the hall.
1: That's some such.